0: Welcome to First Baptist Wimberley. This is Sunday, July the 10th. I hope you had a great week this week. I hope the 4th of July holiday was good to you and I hope you're having a great summer. We're about to melt here in central Texas. I hope wherever you're watching from today is a little cooler and I hope summer's going well for you and for your family. We're going to take a little detour out of uh, first Peter today. Uh, We've got a guest speaker this Sunday on the stage, Robbie Partain, our director of missions from our Blue Bonnet Baptist Association is going to be speaking this Sunday and talking about some issues that are going on in the church. Uh, We are looking for a senior pastor and he's going to speak to kind of what happens during that search process. So if you get a chance, go and watch the 11 o'clock online. So for this week, we're going to talk about something that kind of will go along with what Robbie is talking about this week. We're going to talk about trusting God. Why do we need to trust God? When do we need to trust Him? What do we get out of trusting Him? And kind of what is the result of trusting God for us? Two girls were standing on the street corner, and one little girl told the other girl, I have ten pennies, and opened her hand. And the other girl looked in her hand and only saw five pennies. And so she said to her, but wait, you only have five pennies. And the little girl said, yeah, but my dad told me when I got home tonight, he'd give me five more pennies. So I have ten pennies. That little girl trusted that her dad was going to do exactly what he said he would do. And that's the kind of trust we need to have in God. We need to trust that God will do exactly what he tells us he will do. And we can find God's promises in his word. God will never lie. God will never leave us. And God will tell us the truth in his word. So the first thing we always want to look at uh, when we're talking about something is the why. We always want to go to the why first. So why trust in God? First, we trust in God because of God's power and strength. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 12, it says this, And that is why I suffer these things. But I am not ashamed, because I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. We also trust God the why because of God's unfailing love. God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. And God loves his children. God's unfailing love will bring us through. In Psalm 13.5 it says, but I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. We also trust God because of God's salvation. In Isaiah twelve two, it says it this way. Indeed, God is my salvation. I will trust him and not be afraid. For the Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. We trust God. The why of trusting God is because of who God is and what God gives us in His grace and mercy. So we're going to go on a little adventure. We're going to talk about the things that come from trusting God, some ways that we show God that we trust Him, and we'll finish up with a little application for that. But first, let's pray. Father God, just thank you. God, I ask you to give me the words to say today. Just speak through me. Let the people that are watching today hear your words and not my gibberish. God, we thank you for how you love us. God, we thank you that you are a trustworthy God and that we can trust what you will do for us. And God, one of the biggest signs that you gave us of of your trust and your grace and your mercy was when Jesus went to the cross, and we thank Jesus for that. In Jesus' holy name, amen. So we're going to go down and, and look at some different scriptures and talk about uh, some of the things that happen in trusting God. Trust is nurtured by God's revealed truth. God reveals what he will do for us in his word. In Proverbs twenty two nineteen 19 through 21, Proverbs is a great book. I have people that ask me sometimes, well, I don't know what to read every day. Well, uh today uh, just pick whatever today is on the calendar and pick and read the proverb that chapter for today and you'll read through the proverbs in a month and that's a great place to start but proverbs 22 19 to 21 i have instructed you today even you so that your confidence may be in the lord haven't i written for you 30 sayings about counsel and knowledge in order to teach you true and reliable words so that you may give a dependable report to those who sent you so we've talked a little bit about the why of trusting god let's talk about the how for a minute how can we trust god we do that through our expressions of trust and there's different ways that we show god that we're trusting him in our how first is praise and worship We show God that we trust Him by assembling as a group, assembling as a congregation. It doesn't have to be a huge number. You can assemble as a congregation in your home. You can have a small group that gathers, watches these recordings, or studies God's Word. And you can gather in that situation. But we give praise and worship to God. We sing praise and worship to God. We pray to God. We read God's Word out loud. And by doing that, we are honoring God by going back to His Word and then showing that in our bodily actions. We persevere in faith. That's how we show God that we love Him. We go forward in times sometimes that are a little tough to move forward in. But we move forward one step at a time. A fellow told me one time, do you know how to eat an elephant? You eat an elephant, one bite at a time. So when we're having troubles, we just got to take that first step forward and trust God and persevere in faith that God will get us through the problem. One bite at a time, just keep going forward. We also trust God the how by holding on to God's promise. In Romans 4, 20 to 21, it says, He did not waver in unbelief at God's promise, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Because he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to do. God will do and can do what he says he will do. Sometimes if you're wondering, well, I don't know how to pray to God, just sometimes read God's word and remind God of what he said he would do. God, you said you would love me. You said you would take care of me. You said you would give me grace and mercy. And God will do those things. All we have to do is speak those things out. So we've talked a little bit about the why and the how. Uh, The why and the how. Let's talk now about the what. The what of trusting God. What do we get? What comes on us when we trust God? The first what is peace. In Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, it says, You will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace, for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever, because in the Lord, the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. And then in Romans 15, 13, it says it this way, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe, so that you may overflow with hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the things that comes on us in trusting God during a time of trouble or turmoil or maybe just a day that you kinda feel yucky a little bit, you're just not quite right. Trusting and praying God, praying to God will bring on you a peace that can only come from God. You know, there's some people that when they get depressed or down in the dumps or lonely, They shop, they spend money, and that brings them momentary happiness. But those things are fleeting and and go away so quickly. But when we're in a little bit of a slump, we can pray and talk to God, and that will bring a peace that will be everlasting for us because God is everlasting. What's something else that comes in trusting God? We start with peace, and then we get security. Psalm 37, 3. Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely. There's a security in knowing God. He is, after all, God. He sees from the beginning of time to the end of time. He created everything that we can see. So when we yield to Him, when we are obedient to God, There is a security that comes on us by doing that. Next, in trusting in God, we get protection from danger. Now, that doesn't mean that bad things won't come. Uh, Sometimes really bad stuff comes. But nothing will come that God cannot walk us through. In Psalm 32, 7, You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble." You surround me with joyful shouts of deliverance. The next thing that comes by trusting God is freedom from fear. God tells us in the Bible 365 times, do not be afraid. One, do not be afraid for every day of the year. So we can trust God to do what he says. There's no reason for us to be afraid of things. The only reason to be afraid is if we try to take something in in our power and handle a situation when really we need to bundle it up and hand it up over to God. But we can have freedom from fear, Psalm 27, one: The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom should I dread? Another thing we get from trusting in God is prosperity. Now, I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel that is kind of in vogue these days. Uh, we just All we have to do is pray to God, and he'll just give us all riches and everything we need. That's not really biblical. Um, that's not really what God's promises are. But there is a prosperity, and there was way back in Old Testament times, a prosperity in trusting God. In Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, The person who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. There will be times in our life when we're going through troubles and things seem dark. But if we will stick to God, if we'll just glue ourselves right next to God, we will come through those times better than how we went in. And we may be able to actually be an example for someone that's watching us during those times. A lot of times people watch us and it's not so much important how we respond in times of blessing and favor. It's how we respond in times of trouble that they're watching for. Um, whenever we get down, people will watch, how do we get back up? And the getting back up is pretty important. And God will help us do that. He does it also by strength. There is strength in knowing God. In Isaiah 40, 29 to 31, He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. Something else that we get when we trust in God is a blessed physical life. Uh, That doesn't mean that we won't have illness or or sicknesses or, you know, the dreaded C word, cancer, uh, heart attack, stroke. I mean, bad things come. But there is a physical healing that we will get even if our earthly body wears out and gives out on us. There's a physical healing that we get because we know God. Because we will receive uh, a new body when we shut our eyes on the earth and open our eyes with Jesus. So there will be a time of great physical health. So we've talked about the why, the what, the how. Now let's talk about who does this. Talk about the who. First, trust in people. God's servants are entrusted with responsibility. If I'm a believer in God, that is a great thing to have, but it's also a responsibility that I have. To be a believer in God requires me to act like Jesus, to to live a life that looks like the life that Jesus lived. So there is responsibility by being a believer. It's it's not an easy task. You just say, hey, I'm in, and everything's just hunky-dory from now on out. There are tasks that have to be done. We are the hands and feet of Jesus on the earth for him, and so we need to tend to those things around us and to the people around us. God's servants are entrusted with responsibility, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. A person should think of us in this way, as servants of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. In this regard, it is required that managers be found faithful. There should be trust that we exhibit in our homes. There are ways that we treat our spouses, our significant others. There are ways that we treat our children and that we guide and shepherd our children. There are ways that we do that that are biblical. And then there's ways you can do it that are not biblical. In the secular world, the world of it's all about me, there's lots of ways to go awry and and go stray when you're trying to bring your kids up not following a biblical path. Parents, uh, fathers and, and mothers, you are the spiritual guides for your children. The church is here to help you. The people of God are here to come alongside and help you but you are the spiritual guide for your children. And so there's things that happen in the home because of that. There's things that happen in our workplace. We need to exhibit a life patterned after the life of Jesus so that the people that we work with and that we encounter every day see something different in us. If your life just mimics the life of non-believers that are around you, that you're around every day at work or school or out in the community, If your life doesn't look different, then something's not right. Uh, Non-believers should see you and notice something different, especially in times of trouble, especially in times where someone has a need. You should be the one that's leaning out, putting your hand out to help those people up. There is also a continued trust in those who fail. Sometimes we think, well, God, can't love me because I'm just a mess. I've made mistakes or I just made a huge mistake. Uh, There's times that we fall and we stumble and we think, well, God must be done with me. But nothing is further from the truth. God will never be done with me. I can go out of relationship with God. I can get in a time where I turn away from God and and stop that relationship, I will never be out of fellowship with God. God will look after me all the time, and when I turn back, he'll be right there. There's some people in the Bible uh, that stumbled and fell, and God gave them a second and a third and a fourth, many chances in some cases. In uh, looking at Jonah, Uh, Jonah had been disobedient to God, but look at Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Get up, go to the great city of Nineveh, and preach the message that I tell you. God restored Jonah. He gave him a second chance. God did the same thing with Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times on the night Jesus was crucified, and still... Peter had another chance. In John 21, 15, when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Jesus gave Peter another chance. So even when we stumble and fall, there's something that comes to us out of trusting God. We should be able to trust God. If you can't trust the person that made everything around you, what are you trusting? If your trust is in your job, or your trust is in your finances, or your trust is in your self-image of what you think you look like in the world, your trust is misplaced. How do we do this? How do we apply this? How do we do this in our lives? Trust in God, signifies confidence in and dependence on God. Say that again. Trusting God signifies confidence in or dependence upon him. Our trust in God ought to be four things. Number one, sincere sincere, and unreserved. We shouldn't be looking to idols, to men, to talents, to riches. We shouldn't be looking to power. We shouldn't be looking to ourselves. What can I do? pull myself out of this our confidence and our trust in God should be sincere and unreserved number two our trust in God should be universal it should encompass our entire body our entire soul our entire circumstance everything about us needs to trust in God because he's the creator of the universe he is the Lord our God number three our trust in God should be perpetual There should be no lapse in time. There's nothing that I can do that will make God look away from me. God will be there for me, and I need to look down the road, realize what I've got coming, and my trust in God needs to last on my road. And if it doesn't, if I have a a time when I step off the road and, and lose sight of my trust in God, I can come back, just like Peter did. And God will bring me home again, give me a second chance. The last thing, our trust in God needs to have a lively expectation of the blessing that we have coming. There is something coming for a believer that people in the world aren't going to get. There's something coming down the road that you can look forward to. You can, as they say, take it to the bank. There's something coming down the road for you as a believer that is a great promise from God and is something to look forward to. You may be watching today and you may not have given your life to Jesus yet. You can do that. We're fixing to pray and I'm going to tell you how to do that in the prayer. This is something not between you and me. This is between you and God. God has something for you. Will you trust him? Will you turn your life over to him? He's waiting. All he needs is you to say you're ready. Father God, just thank you for what you have to say for us. God, if there are people watching tonight, today, this morning, whenever this is, God, if they don't know Jesus yet, it's a simple process. The prayer is easy. Pray it in your heart. Jesus, I've committed sin. I'm sorry for my sin. I realize you went to the cross for me and I give my life to you. I trust you Jesus with my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. That's all it requires. And if you've done that today, reach out, let me know. If you've done that today, there's a new trust that you will feel. And there's a blessing that will come at the end of time. God, thank you for being able to be here today. God, thank you for the people watching God, thank you especially, especially, God, for your promises. And thank you, God, that you are God, a God, the God, that we can trust from now and forevermore, from beginning of time to end. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. I hope this helps.